turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Most of us are familiar with God parting the waters for the children of Israel as they fled from Egypt. After all, Cecil B. DeMille made quite a production of this in the movie The Ten Commandments. But God also parted waters for Joshua, Elijah, and Elisha. And he will part waters, metaphorically speaking, for us today, if we'll ask him to. So stay with us now as we look at parting the waters. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Psalm 95, the radio outreach ministry of the National Christian Choir from the greater metropolitan area surrounding our nation's capital. I'm Kathy Bowman, your host for this weekly time of worship featuring scripture, commentary, and the inspiring music of the choir, all designed to encourage you in your faith journey. And I'm delighted that you found time today to join me here as we talk about God's ability to part the waters, not only in the literal sense as we see in scripture but also in a spiritual sense for us today when we face circumstances that we can't get around, can't go over or under, and can't possibly go through unless God makes a way. And I, for one, can attest to the fact that our God can and will make a way for us to deal with things that have us stopped, stymied, or stuck. He wants ever so much to help, to get us unstuck, to make a way for us to get beyond the point where we are now. The recently popular praise song, Waymaker, brings this truth home in a truly memorable way. You are here. 
When Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, Pharaoh had a sudden change of heart when he realized they would no longer have the slave labor that they had become accustomed to. So he called for his chariot along with 600 of the best chariots and all the other chariots too, with commanders over each of them, and off they went to bring the Israelites back. It's rather easy to see how the children of Israel must have felt when they looked back and saw Pharaoh's army pursuing them and then looked forward to see the vast waters of the Red Sea facing them. They were surely between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. There was no place to run, no apparent way out. It looked like sure defeat regardless of which way they went. We've possibly all been in similar situations when there doesn't seem to be a good solution to our problem, when we can't see an end in sight to the difficulty we're facing. The Israelites responded by being angry and fearful, accusing Moses of bringing them out to the desert to die. But listen to Moses' answer to them in verses 13 and 14 of Exodus 14. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Now, being still is probably the hardest and most counterintuitive thing we could do when feeling trapped by serious troubles. But often, being still is the very best way to see God's solution arise.
God certainly came through for Moses and the Israelites, against all odds and against all of what seemed possible at the moment. He parted the waters for them, and Scripture tells us that every one of them walked through on dry ground. Pharaoh's army wasn't so fortunate as the waters came back together and destroyed them all after Moses and the children of Israel got safely to the other side. Verse 31 of Exodus 14 says, And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Now you might say, well, of course it's easy to trust after seeing a miracle of deliverance like the Israelites experienced. But I would venture to say that if we look back over our lives, we've seen many times when God came through for us, when he provided for us, protected us from danger, presented us with opportunities when we didn't know what to do or where to go, caused us to see a way forward where there seemed to be none. If we will just remember these things when a new problem arises, it will be easier to trust, to follow his leading, and see him part the waters once again for us. There are at least three more instances in Scripture where God parted the waters for his people. When Joshua was about to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land, they had to cross the Jordan River while it was at flood stage. The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant led the way, and following God's specific instructions, as soon as they set foot in the water, the waters flowing both upstream and downstream were cut off, and the entire company of Israelites crossed over on dry ground while the priests with the ark stood in the middle of the river. An interesting point for us in this account of God's ability to make a way for his people is that the priests had to go ahead and step into the water without first seeing any sign of the water's parting. God sometimes asks us to step out in faith in certain areas before we see or understand that God is going to part our waters make a clear path for us forward, bring a way out of the difficulty we're facing. But as we are willing to walk in obedience to Him, we will see deliverance come.
couple of times we see God parting the waters in Scripture have to do with the prophets Elijah and his successor in ministry, Elisha. When Elijah knew that his time on earth was nearing an end, he and Elisha journeyed from Gilgal to the Jordan. As God led, they went in obedience. Second Kings 2 verses 8 and 9 continue the story, saying that upon coming to the Jordan, Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. Shortly after that, Elijah was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind, and his cloak fell to the ground as he was taken up. Elisha took the cloak, and when he came back to the Jordan, he too struck the waters with it, and they parted, just as they had for Elijah. This was also observed by a large company of prophets who declared that the spirit of Elijah indeed now rested on Elisha. Now, I don't claim to understand how these things happened, but in this instance, God used the parting of the waters as a sign of his presence with both Elijah and Elisha. In our lives today, God does many miracles. Some may totally happen without us even noticing. In other words, we don't think of what he's done as a miracle. For example, every time I travel somewhere in major traffic, with cars erratically whizzing by me at eye-popping rates of speed, I know that God has parted the waters for me and allowed me safe passage. Truly a miracle in some instances. Then sometimes God does major miracles in our lives, bringing what seems impossible into reality, solving a problem in such a unique way that it has to be Him working things out for us. And these kinds of things serve to confirm God's presence, just as God parting the waters for Elisha confirmed that God's Spirit was with him as it had been with Elijah. I don't know what waters you may be looking for God to part today, what seemingly insurmountable odds you need God to overcome. But I do know this. He is able, and he's in the water-parting business, so to speak, to provide a way for us and to show us that he's with us, ordering every one of our steps and confirming his presence as we follow him in obedience. Well, we've reached the end of today's broadcast, but before I go, I have some exciting things to share with you. Our next concert is coming up on October 9th in Martinsburg, West Virginia, at Independent Bible Church. The concert starts at 6 o'clock p.m., but plan to get there early for best seating. This will be the debut concert for most of the songs on our new recording, Your Great Grace. We'll also feature a few of our signature favorites, as well as the piano artistry of Michael Faircloth. You will not want to miss this. Again, that's Sunday evening, October 9th, 6 o'clock p.m. at Independent Bible Church in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Put it on your calendar now. Details can be found on our website, which is nationalchristianchoir.org. Now, while you have your calendars out, be sure to save the dates of the choir's spectacular Christmas concerts. This year's presentation is called The Carols of Christmas, and you'll definitely want to be there. The dates are Saturday, November 19th, for two performances in Frederick, Maryland at International Community Church at 1 o'clock and again at 5 o'clock p.m. Then Saturday, December 10th, at Lampeter Strasburg High School in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at 2 o'clock p.m. 
visit our website for ticket ordering. That's nationalchristianchoir.org. Again, nationalchristianchoir.org. And right now we have a special way of saying thank you when you donate to the Ministry of the Choir. This month when you send a minimum donation of $25, we want to send you two CDs, Hymn Sing Volume 1 and the 10th Anniversary CD. That's two CDs by the choir sent to you when you support this ministry with a minimum donation of just $25. Now here's the mailing address. National Christian Choir, P.O. Box 1600, Germantown, Maryland, 20875. Once again, this is Kathy Bowman thanking you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in again next week as we worship together here on Psalm 95 with the National Christian Choir. <laughs> 